Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, David. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it because we know that weekends are tough. We know that there is a certain grind and a certain routine that you guys get used to Monday to Friday, and then weekends come and things start to change. Weekends come and we start to get a whole new disease, the disease of wellness. We walk in here after hitting some sort of bottom, feeling down and dejected. A lot of you guys come in feeling so low that you're willing to say, if you ask me to jump, I'll tell you how high. But that has a tendency to dissipate. That has a tendency to change over time. And we start to get to feeling a little bit better and we start looking for the door. And it's interesting how many times you guys may have been through treatment and recovery in the past and have done some of the work, have done most of the work, and here, gentlemen, our sincere hope is that you've come here to do all of the work. St. Christopher's Inn has been here since 1909, 106 years old. We have brought more people through these doors that could fill Yankee Stadium. We are a spiritual dumping ground. I don't know where we keep all of your spiritual garbage. What I do know is that we seem to have an endless ability to take on more. And we ask you, we beg you, and we challenge you to dump all of that garbage here because we know that when you're willing to do that kind of work, that you will benefit. When you think about the promises that were offered to you in the lifestyle of use. Your, the fact that you are sitting here now means that all of those promises, that drugs would make you feel better, that everything would be better, everything was tolerable, everything was okay, the fact that you're sitting in these seats right now is a reminder that you are all suckers, that you have been suckered by that drug. It, de- it delivered on none of those promises long term. But recovery, sobriety, delivers on its promises. That life does get better. That peace and sobriety and serenity exists. The life beyond your wildest dreams exists. How do we know? Because, you know, not only has... AA been blazing that trail since the 1930s. We have alumni that come back to us week after week that come back to remind us that recovery is good. Sobriety is good. What is sobriety? You know, what does it mean? And I talk about this a lot more lately because so many of you can't think about sobriety beyond putting down the drink or drug. But sobriety offers so much more. You know, what would it be like for you to know that you can handle conflict without losing control? What would it be like to know that you can have some money in your pocket and not have to worry about where it's going to go? What would it be like to know that you have money at the end of the month to pay a bill? I once had a guy who said, I know I'm sober, 
because I have the ability to pay taxes today. I know it sounds crazy. What would it be like to be able to look at, at yourself in the mirror and actually like what you see looking back at you? Gentlemen, we seek to encourage you. The definition of courage is the ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. The ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. So many of you became comfortable in the chaos in that lifestyle of use. That even though you heard people talk about sobriety and how much better life could be, you scoffed at it. You told them somehow, that's not for me. You became comfortable in that chaos. And actually the thought of not using seems scarier than the thought of continuing to use. To encourage is to give you that ability, to give you that strength, to face the difficult and scary task of living life without alcohol and drugs. That is what our goal is. To give you that recovery toolbox so that you have the tools at your disposal. So when the urge of the temptation comes, so when somebody offers you that opportunity to use, you can have and draw upon a strength to say no. To give you the courage. To put that courage in you. To deal with life on life's terms. It's so funny, you know, in the rooms of the 12 steps, they oftentimes refer to people as, you know, it's, it's the alcoholics and the addicts and the regular people. As if you guys aren't regular people. How about a life of sobriety with the courage to live among the regular people? How about being a part of something that is greater than yourself? Something that is greater than your drug of choice? Because let's face it, gentlemen... The vast majority of you sitting in this room right now understand that it was an inward journey in addiction. Because the more you continued to use, the smaller your world got until it became you and your drug of choice. And our goal in treatment and recovery is to help expand that world back out again so that you can become part of something bigger than yourself. And when I thought about what I wanted to share with you guys today, I came across a, a well, a, 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 a saying that I like to say. It's a, it says, "Become a store customer. Become a store customer in recovery." And what does that mean? You know, you know, men and women don't tend to shop the same way. You know, men, we have a tendency. We have a, you know, we want to get something. We go in. We go to Home Depot. We go down the aisle. We pick it out. We take it up when we take it home. You know, women, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, not about women, but, you know, window have, women have a tendency to do more window shopping, browsing. And you guys know the concept. You've done it. You've gone into a store, and you're looking around for something, and it's like the, the, uh, the salesperson has their radar locked on you. And you can see them coming, and you try to keep moving, but they track you down. And when they finally catch up to you, they always ask the same question, right? Can I help you? And what do we say? No thanks, I'm just looking. 
So many of you guys enter into treatment and recovery like window shoppers. Like you're browsing. And when we push and we try to get you to talk about your issues and your problems, or we confront you on this, that, or the other thing, your response oftentimes is, hey, 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 wait a minute, slow down. I just got here. How much time do you think it takes for me to change? I can't change overnight. Nobody's perfect. I've always been this way. Don't expect me to change. We approach our treatment like we're window shoppers, like we're just browsing. Many of you have gone through treatment many times before without doing the real work because you went into it with the approach that I'm just browsing. I'm just window shopping. And when we try to push you, you say, you hold up your hand and you say, no thank you. I'm just looking. What if, what if you became a store customer in recovery? What if you actually came in willing to ask questions of your counselor, salesperson. Because guess what? We're salesmen. Make no mistake about it. Your counselor, the friars, anybody here who's been put in your path, we're salesmen. We want you to buy what we have to sell you. We're selling you recovery. We are not snake oil salesmen. We are not the cop man. We know that we're not, you know, this will work as advertised on TV. No, we know that if you buy what we're selling you, that all things are possible. And what if this time around, in treatment and recovery, you allowed yourself to be a store customer? What if you actually were willing to listen, to learn, not just stay at, stay at a distance, keep people at a distance and browse? We want you to become a store customer. We want you to buy what we have to sell. And guess what? I got a newsflash for you. If you think this is all a bunch of garbage, if you think this is all you know, phony baloney, you're right. You know why? Because you want to be a store customer. I mean, because you want to be a window shopper, because you want to browse. You don't want to buy what we have to sell. You have told yourselves, I have like, like these ridiculous things. You've told yourselves, so, so many lies that you build up inside yourself. It's, uh, my favorite is, yeah, uh, yeah, Dave, I, I, I'd like to do treatment and recovery. I'd like to be vulnerable. I'd like to take risks. But I have trouble trusting. Oh, really? Do you now? I'm just wondering. You know, the vast majority of you guys are using illegal drugs that you bought at GNC, right? <laughs> when you picked up your package of heroin... What did the warning label say on the side? When you did it say be uh, be careful? This was cut with some really bad stuff. Does it say don't use too much at one time? Does it say the warning label on the side? Does it say this heroin is too pure? You know, use in small quantities. No. Every time you took a bag of dope Every time you bought an illicit drug, you never knew what you were getting. You trusted the cop man. And then you come into a place like this where we say we're trying to help. We've helped thousands upon thousands of people before. You get into group therapy, the medicine, the antidote, and you say, what, you want me to talk? 
I'm sorry, I have trouble trusting. Gentlemen, let's be honest. You don't have any trouble trusting. You pick and choose where you want to trust. So many of your friends and family members have died, have overdosed from this disease because they were trusting. And you come into treatment and you say, oh no, I'm just browsing. I have trust issues. Gentlemen, we beg you. We beg you. Become a store customer. Become a store customer because recovery delivers on its promises. The life beyond your wildest dreams may be just right at the end of your nose. So many of you guys get this far, get this far and give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, gentlemen, and it is not a train. Think about this concept for just a minute. You're in a tunnel. You see the light. And you know that whatever is on the other side is really, really good. And so many of you guys get in the middle of that tunnel and simply turn around and go back the way you came. There's a song by Anna Nalik. Okay, 2 a.m., you know the song? And she's saying, she says, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you shout, because you're just as far in as you'll ever be out. Now listen. And these mistakes you've made, you'll just make them again if you only try turning around. That is you so many times before. I go into treatment the opportunity for treatment and sobriety is placed in front of me. I go halfway in. I'm a, I'm a window shopper. I'm a browser. I get in there. I'm actually in. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see that light in other people around me. And I turn around and go back the other way. I leave behind the light. I leave behind the hope and opportunity that exists. You, gentlemen, each and every one of you has what it takes to get sober and more importantly, to stay sober and get all the benefits that go along with sobriety. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! I know I'm supposed to say Michael, but Michael's not here. So I just got to keep going. When you take these risks, gentlemen, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to take these risks and you become a store customer in treatment and recovery, we find that this is a place where miracles happen. I've worked in a lot of places. This is the first place I've ever worked where I can honestly say we see miracles happen here every day. And at this time we give you an opportunity to say if you've experienced a miracle to be willing to share that miracle now. You know, maybe it was you know that phone call that you dreaded making where instead of them saying, I don't believe you, they say, I love you. Maybe you got a letter 
from someone that you hadn't heard from in a long time and didn't think you were ever going to hear from again. We ask at this time that if you've experienced a miracle just in the last week, that you take a moment to share that miracle. It might not just feel good to be able to share it, to know that you've experienced it, but there might be somebody in this room who's got one foot out the door. And you sharing your miracle might be just what they need to hear to help them stay. So if you've experienced a miracle, would you please come forward and be willing to share it now? Do it quickly. Dead air is bad. Come. Come. My name is Jose T, track 7. This is my third time up here. Every week I like looking forward to um this speech right here, this program right here, encouragement. I like it, you know. Um, out there, I was walking in garbage, you know, the place where I come from. Um, and I was chasing the garbage, which is heroin and crack cocaine. That was real garbage to me, you know. And I came into St. Christopher to this place to get sober. <laughs> it's been a lot of miracle for me since I've been here. A lot of things been changing for me, and I like it because now it's not garbage no more. You know what I mean? All I've been walking in is just, just clean, just clean rooms like a group going to the, um to go eat. That's clean. You know, walking to 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 these to these doors everywhere I walk now, everything is clean. It's not garbage no more. You know what I mean? And I just love it, and I just thank God that I found this place, you know, because they knew that I was walking in garbage, so that's it, no more walking in garbage, and that's my miracle, you know, St. Sova and St. Christopher. And I thank all the brothers in here, the whole community helping me out, because that's all we do, and that's what I see. Everybody help each other out. That's the most beautiful thing. That's my miracle. Thank you. Hi, I'm Samuel L, track seven. This is my beginning of my fourth week here, but earlier this week I didn't think I was gonna be here much longer. I was having issues with my insurance and I was having trouble getting on track and the counselor for the shelter told me that they were gonna send me somewhere else for a 28 day stay. And so I had resigned myself to the fact that I was leaving. But every day since I've been here, I've prayed during meditation to my higher power asking for strength to make it through these tough times and I've been working as hard as I can on my recovery and my miracle happened I got put on track and I'm going to be able to get treatment here earlier this week I didn't think that was an option and I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful and I'm very fortunate and I'm happy to be here thank you yeah are you Daniel left track three um I put my parents and family through uh a lot of stress, wreckage, hurt, pain, and uh, as I was growing up, I've never heard the words, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. Um, and for the first time, I received a letter a few weeks ago, and when I opened it up, I see in big letters, we're proud of you. And to me, that, that kind of, you know, hit home because it, I haven't heard those words, and I was always looking for those words. So for me, you know, that's my miracle, as long as I continue to do the right thing. You know, and I know I have the love and respect and the support of my family. 
Thank you. Hello, my name is Yusuf from track uh, nine. I believe my miracle is before I came over here to St. Christopher's Inn, I prayed to God that I would be in a good place with good people and uh, everything would be all right for me. And that's what exactly I got, being in a good place like this and nothing but good people in here, positive people that came to my path. And I prayed to God every day to... To let me stay positive and do nothing but positive people over here. So I guess that's my miracle of praying to God. If you believe in God and leave everything up to God and, and pray from your heart, He answers everybody's prayer. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. Anybody else? Going once. Going twice. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Hi, my name's Howard F. Um, Howard. Howard F. I just got here yesterday. Um, you know, I've been fighting um, this disease since I'm 16 years old. That's the t- first time I went into a rehab, and I'm 41 now. I've uh, 61 now, and I've hit a lot of um, rehabs on the East Coast. What the miracle for me is that I'm I'm trying to make a change that I haven't recognized before. And becoming a store customer really, really hit home. Um, Window shopping is what I did at every single rehab I've ever been. And despite the fact that I was able to put time together, it wasn't truthful. It wasn't the truth. Um, So I'm going to look a little more into becoming a store customer rather than window shopping. And not only is um, is it... going to help me be in touch with real people in reality, but it's going to keep my soul honest. So I want to thank you. Thank you. Nicholas S., track six, no, track five, sorry. Um, My miracle is this is my third time here, and um, I had called two weeks ago for a bed, and I was told that um, it wasn't 100% if I would be able to come back here, and I prayed that I'd be able to come back here, and um, last Friday I came walking through here, and I was welcomed with a hug, and uh, I was told by you, welcome home, and um, that's a miracle that I was allowed back here, and I was given another chance, because last time I was here, I was I was a window shopper, and I walked out of the store. Thank you. Thank you. You see these miracles, guys? Do you see that these are what I like to call ordinary miracles. We're not talking about landing a plane on the Hudson River. You know, we're not talking about, like, space travel. What's cool about these miracles is that they're available to all of you. You know, and and like uh, Michael likes to say... You know, it's kind of like being a wide receiver in football. You know, the quarterback doesn't throw to the receiver. The quarterback throws to a spot the the receiver has to get to. You know, you can't get the miracle by standing still. You got to do some moving. You got to do some work. But the miracle, this is not, there is no, you know, there is no wheel of fortune in my office or up in God's office that says, okay, who's going to get the miracle today? The miracle is available to all of you. 
They're ordinary miracles because all of you have what it takes to achieve it. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. You know, there have been people here who have been placed in your path that have been sources of encouragement for you. Maybe they helped you write a letter or get through a tough phone call. Maybe they helped keep your feet planted on the ground when you were thinking of leaving. At this time, we ask that if there's someone in this room who has been a source of encouragement for you, that you come forward and that you recognize that person. You know, it's amazing how oftentimes, and so many of you have thought of yourselves as hopeless, useless, and valueless. And it takes a men's homeless shelter chemical dependency treatment program to realize that we can be of use and value to other people. So at this time, if there's someone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you, um, we ask you to come forward now to recognize them, keeping in mind two things. One, uh, the difference between praise and encouragement. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra mile and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. And we also ask that if you uh, do have some words of encouragement, that you try to focus on one or two people. Because when I say I want to thank the whole community, it has a tendency to lose its power. So if there's someone here who's been a source of encouragement for you that you'd be willing to recognize now, would you please come forward? Come on. Brian L. Track 7, I'd like to encourage Brian S. I would like to encourage Brian S. Ever since I've been here, man, every time I fall off, every time I feel like leaving, especially like last week, I felt like leaving. You know, you always keep it up front with me, bring reality to my face and what's really going on. And you, what I'm blind to, you always give me the vision to see it. So I want to thank you and encourage you. I also want to encourage Anthony F., I want to encourage you for um, seeing through me, man. Every time I feel down, every time something's wrong, something I'm out of place, every time you pull, you pull me on my feet and you give me the right feedback to keep me going for the next, for the next, um, for the next possible thing. Right. So thank you, my brother. Guys, got about 30 seconds each. Uh, okay, I got uh, Robert T. Track 12, and I just want to encourage Craig. Um, you know, Craig's been dealing with um, with. Sorry, Craig, you've been dealing with like your health and uh, you know how you, how you you know you're you're continually up in the nurse with the, your, your leg and everything and and the way you're just persevering through it. Never hear you say complain. Never hear you say a word. Just keep on trucking through. You're running a good you know from what I see you're you're doing a real good job here. How's so that helping you? Um, for me, it, yeah, it motivates me because you know the, what, all the obstacles that you have, um, you know I, I should you know it makes it my path seem easier. John C. Track 9, I want to encourage Peter T. Um, you know, you're leaving on Monday, but I just want you to know the whole stay I've been here with you from day one, the way you open up and talk got me to open up more and be able to talk to other people, and you just helped me out my whole stay, and I want to just encourage you to keep it up because you really helped me. Paul T. Track 3, I would like to encourage Jose T. and Rocco D. Jose, um, you came uh, you came in here with a whole different mentality that you have now. Um, you know, you straightened out a lot. You uh, you're doing the right thing. I'm proud of you. 
Okay. You know, it helps it helps me because I know that you know if you can come in here and change the way you did, I know definitely I can. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Keep up the good work, mm-hmm. Rocco. Uh, man, we've been best friends since uh, I came in, and um, you know we're leaving on the same day. You've helped me. You've helped me through this program. You've helped. You made my stay easier here. You gave me a lot of advice, and uh, I love you for that. And I appreciate it, brother. Uh, James J. Track 12. I'd like to encourage Jose T. as well. Uh, I got my first uh, uh, detail, and um, Jose T. Uh, broke me in. Um, you encouraged me. Uh, you know, I'm 63 years old. I'm the old man. I'm pops. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I'm kind of lost right now. Uh, and uh, this is another treatment attempt for me. Um, I'm discouraged because I had a lot of time of recovery, and I'm back here now. Uh, but I'm amongst a lot of good people, and you know, you've uh, supported me and encouraged me in my job. You know, uh, reinforced that I was doing a good job, and uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you'll get it, and I appreciate that. Yeah, my, my name is Brian S. I'm from Track 8. I'd like to encourage you, Yusuf. And the reason why I encourage you is because I come from the same faith as you come, you and Addy. And every time I see you, it makes brings me to one story. There was a man that he thought that his faith was more dominant over everyone's faith. And it was a certain ethnicity that he called the Shaitan. And he one day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directed his feet to the mosque, uh, to, to Hajj. And when he made Hajj, he bowed down with the same men that he thought was the shaitan. And that same man grabbed him and said, you're my brother. This is the same thing Allah done for me and you. He had directed our past not to the mosque, but to St. Christopher's. And we bowed down and we prayed on the one divine purpose, and that's to get clean. It has nothing to do with our faith. It has everything to do with God. So I, I, you encouraged me by staying. I wanted to say that. I just had to put that out. All right?